welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined today by a pop artist. Uh, he's signed with N43 Records. Uh, his latest single and video is called I Hope You're Right. Uh, go check that out. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Uh, thank you very much to Day 2 for joining me today. What's going on? Good to see you, Kevin. How are you? I am doing pretty well today. What you been up to? Um, I just got done editing a podcast uh, to be shortly followed by doing a podcast. You know, it's there you go, of, man. It's kind yeah. of a day of the life of Mr. Nice Guy. You know? Yeah, podcasts all day, all day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um, had a fun night with my buddy last night uh, who I haven't seen in a while. And we I drank like six White Claws. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, we hung out for a while, uh, and then this morning I was not hungover, uh, thankfully. Yeah. And uh, going well so far. How are you? What have you been up to? Hell yeah. Um, I've uh, I've been good. Um, I uh, man, just lots of writing. Um, I don't know if you know, but Nick Voin and I, my roommate, um, we actually we have a production company um, called Mock Turtleneck, and so we you know freelance write for people. Um, we also signed a co-pub deal with N43, so we we've been working for them closely. Um, but yeah, if I'm not working on stuff for day two and what's going on in that front, I'm helping other people write music and produce music, and uh, it's been really fun to just stay busy with that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah, big shout out to Nick Voin. Um, Dude was on the show a couple months ago, uh, and I've been loving seeing the After Our Animals stuff. Um, yeah, they're killing it. Yeah. yeah. We actually just got back. I went with them a trip to Nashville because um, they were tracking down there. I went with them to help them, uh, you know, where I could. I obviously don't play a metal instrument, but I help with some production, you know, uh, just general songwriting. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. It's fun to go with the dudes down there. They're all good buddies. Oh, yeah, man. Um Nashville I've, I've wanted to go there for such a long time like uh, it's a music city so that's a trip I gotta make a, hopefully in the next couple of years here yeah that was actually my first time down there but uh it was so cool man like we went to the strip and it's exactly like everybody describes it you know what I mean truly like live music going on in every building you walk past down there um, and it was really interesting to be in an environment like that especially with everything going on you know um being in an environment with live music and just a bunch of people down there uh living their life kind of like summer fest that we all missed last year and it's just yeah. cool to be in a group of people again you know oh yeah dude yeah dude yeah did, did you uh go see the uh did you take a picture with the wings mural you know the oh, angel wings <laughs> dude i saw that i saw that on the internet no i have i actually don't know where that was but that's hilarious yeah, I, I don't know when that was a thing down there. It's like seeing the bean in Chicago, you know. Uh, right, like a, yeah. It's just such a, like, corny photo op, but it's something you just got to do, you know. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I'm, yeah, whenever I see somebody take a, a picture with the bean in Chicago, I'm like, okay, you're probably not from the Midwest then, but it's cool. You know what I mean? I agree. It's a cool bean. Right. Cool being. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember like a, like a year or so back, there was a big Facebook group called like steal the bean or something. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah. It was like catapult the bean off of the Sears tower. Yeah. yeah and then you have, then they're like, gonna, they're going to build a replacement bean to, to replace it with. So nobody will know the difference. And I was like, that's yeah. perfect. Man, it's foolproof. I, I hope that that plan is going well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm glad you had a good time. 
Um, so while we talk about Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so Kevin and I, uh, as you know, I write for Breaking and Entering, uh, the music blog. And, uh, you know, I, I've been very familiar with N43 for a couple of years now. They were kind enough to ask me to MC uh, uh, their showcase at the Cooperage like a year and a half ago. That was fun as shit. Um, but I saw, you you know, uh, I think it was like last summer or late spring or something, you had uh, gotten signed to N43 and I am like, oh, who's this dude? And uh, start cranking out some really good pop tunes and some videos and want to sit this guy down and uh, get to know him. So, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about all the music you've dropped in the last year and what you got going on now. But first, where we usually start is. Uh, so, Kevin, are you originally from Milwaukee? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, would you uh, like what part of town are you from? Um, West Dallas. And then, uh, yeah, I moved to school in New Berlin for a little bit, then back to West Dallas, then out to Kettle Moraine for a little bit, graduated from there. So I kind of moved around. Um, yeah. The outskirts a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Dope. Um, all right, well, to start, uh, tell me a little bit about um, music uh, in your life when you were younger. Like, uh, how did it uh, become a creative outlet for yourself? Yeah, so um, I originally started in theater. Uh, so I was doing theater from a very young age. I think probably the first time that I performed live that wasn't like in front of family or just something cheesy like that was like my fifth grade talent show. I sung one time by Justin Bieber, right but, the, but the acoustic version, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. No. So I, um, so that was good. And then, yeah, I just got into theater from there. Uh, I was a really small kid. So like none of the costumes fit me. So it was super fun. And then eventually you know, uh, just got more and more into everything, joined every choir I could, was in this song and dance group that um, was from Milwaukee. We kind of went around places, uh, got really into dance then, stopped focusing on music for a while. I was actually going to go to school for choreography, um, but then last minute I decided not to. And so that was just a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, so just kind of really anything I could get my hands on with performance, uh, I just, I just went after it. Yeah. Do you play uh, any instruments? Yeah. So uh, keyboards are my main instrument. Um, I also play drums, but nothing too crazy on there. And, you know, I can find my way around a bass and guitar, but nothing like these other dudes. So yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah. That's no, piano is definitely my, uh, my main instrument. Right on. So um, yeah. So that all said, when did you kind of start writing songs? Yeah. So I, uh, in terms of writing, I guess sophomore year of high school, I would just sit down at the piano and, um, you know, lyrics, melody, just general top lining. And then uh, chordal structure with piano was kind of what I did from sophomore year through senior year. You know, I was in music theory and stuff like that. So I was learning all the, uh, the back ends of, of that stuff. Not that you need it, but it definitely helped me grow. And then senior year, I started hopping into actual production. And that's when I kind of uh, started a project on my own. I originally wanted to be part of a band, but I just couldn't find anybody to be in a band with me um, or who enjoy the kind of music that I was making. It was a little different when I started off. But uh, yeah, so it just kind of unintentionally a solo project. And it's uh, it's went from there. Yeah, That's the hard part is, uh, okay, so it's like I, I 
you know, making music and excited about it, but uh, who's with me, you know, that's always the catch, you know? Yeah, man. It's, it's always, it's always interesting being by yourself because uh, you know, if you succeed, sure. The success, you know, is, is, uh, is looked at upon you, but if you fail, there's nobody else to put it on. You know what I mean? It's yeah. all, it's all on you. So, uh, you know, sink or sail, I guess. That's right. Yeah. It takes a lot of vulnerability to do that, that, Quite frankly, some people aren't ready for it, but uh, it's dope when you can put, um, you know, all of that, you know, emotional capacity into music and own it. Um, what were like, what did you grow up listening to? Um, well, I know I said Justin Bieber before. Um, it just, yeah, I feel like every, like, I feel like every guy my age growing up, we just kind of jammed Justin Bieber because he was doing what we secretly all wanted to. And all of our buddies were like, yo, that dude's wacky or whatever. But we all knew deep down that he knew what was going on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Justin Bieber was a, a big, a big influence. Um, then I started getting more into like, you know, stuff like death cab for cutie, uh, 21 pilots, cage, the elephant, that sort of stuff. And that kind of added that certain edge to my music that you hear. Um, I'm, I'm a big John Bellion fan. Oh Yeah. Yeah, his yeah. production his production style is just nuts and uh, definitely like a dream. Just not even like collaboration for either of us. Just writing with the man, you know, being in a room with him uh, would be very cool. Just kind of seeing yeah. his process because he's on another level entirely. Um, It'll happen. It'll happen eventually. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. But yeah, um, so just 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 a bunch of different pop and then punk influences and. And I guess in, from a hip hop point, you know, Kendrick or um, obviously Eminem, you know, you can't, you can't pass up on him. Those guys, uh, Token, I'm not sure if you know who he is, oh, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I guess um, unintentionally a lot of their style comes in the music as well. And I guess that's where you hear the hip hop elements from. I've always been a big hip hop fan. So, oh, so uh, were you into, uh, you like the 1975? I actually don't listen to 1975. No, I know I have a lot of friends who do, but I never really got into them. Um, I, I listened to a band called Push Baby, and they have a song called the 1975. Um, and it's kind of like making fun of girls who like the 1975. <laughs> and it, but but yeah, no, I don't know. I uh, I don't listen to 1975. No, interesting. Yeah, I, I had a girlfriend who was obsessed with them, and like I I did not like them for the longest time, but they started getting more experimental. Okay. In the last couple records and that was where i'm like okay this this is more for me but well maybe i'll have to check them out then because yeah it lacked a certain punch for me first hearing them when everybody else was jamming them so maybe that's the issue maybe i'd maybe i'd dig them now right on yeah yeah i think they're definitely like maturing their sound and shit so um, yeah i felt similarly about 21 pilots too i didn't really like them until uh uh the last record Oh, Trench? Yeah, Trench. I love Okay. Trench. Yeah. But um, everyone's got their niche, you know? Yeah. So how did you become day two? Where'd that come from? How did I become day two? Um, so I originally, before I knew what I was doing, I put out like a full length 12 song record under Kevin McGrordy. And, yeah. uh, you know, nobody puts out full length records anymore. I had no idea. I was a little naive, but I did that like right out, like my senior year of high school. And I guess something about the name Kevin McGrory, it just seemed uh, unmarketable because it's a long last name. Yes. I was like, all right, I got to do something else. 
and then I, I, before the name came to mind, the, the, the idea of, of the two V's came to mind because I was thinking of a way, you know, everybody's doing music nowadays. There's gotta be a way to separate myself with just the name to where, you know, if you, you want it, you want it to be Googleable. So if yeah. you type day two with two V's into Google, I'm the only thing that comes up. So I wanted to, you know, and so my mind just started going to, uh, you know, W words and where I could put that two V's in. And, and, uh, the concept of, of wanting to change who you are the next day and not being tied to something like has always stuck with me, you know? So if you're not happy with who you were, or what you've done, you can always wake up the next day and change it. There's always a day two if you choose there to be, you know, not giving up. Um, you know, obviously I'm some, I'm someone that has struggled with like mental health issues. And I know a lot of other people have too. And so it's the concept of giving yourself a chance, giving yourself that day too. And it worked out perfectly, you know? Um, so that combination of things came together and I rolled with it. Right on dude. That's awesome, man. I resonate with that a ton. I also struggled with mental health and I've given myself so many day twos, man. I'm probably on like, to be real, probably like day 40 or some shit. Absolutely. <laughs> as you have to, as you right. have to, you know, they say, they say everything will be okay in the end. If it isn't, it's not the end, you know, right. that, absolutely. that's the whole idea of the, the semicolon, you know? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, dude. man. That's killer. That's beautiful. Um, so that's that. So, um, you know, prior to COVID, um, like, were you getting out there doing shows at all yet? Or, uh, yeah, so I, I, right before COVID kind of hit everybody, I just gotten off of a tour with Armand Hassan. Yeah. Yeah. So we went on a Midwest run, um, just, you know, just kind of through Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois. Um, I remember that. I remember when he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were supposed to have a, a show in Milwaukee, but the venue kicked us out because the Packers made it to the next round of the playoffs. And so, and so they wanted to have like the venue set for that. And we were like, and then they lost anyways, you know what I mean? So, so we were like, yeah. well, if they're going to kick us out, they better freaking win, but yeah. they didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we didn't get our, like our, our hometown show for that run. But other than that, yeah, I played like a show with uh, new vices and yam house at Cooperage. Um, that was a good one. I played a show at X-Ray with Armand, Mario Lanza, um, Fear Joy, like those guys. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Isn't the Cooperage like such a cool venue? Like, yeah, the Cooperage is beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was part of a, uh, you know, I was actually at that N43 showcase that, that, that you, that UMC, cause I was like, I was writing for some of the artists at the time, but I wasn't actually oh. signed to them. Um, so, you know, I obviously wasn't asked to play or anything, but it was, it was dope to be there and, uh, you know, be part of that. So yeah, I, I remember you seeing UMC up there, man. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. I think I could, I could be tripping on this, but I think you actually borrowed my phone charger at one point. I very likely, I probably did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, but we've uh, met, we have met before. Okay. We've met very briefly. Um, sure. I don't know why, but I guess I do. Uh, and yeah, man. So just, uh, I forget where I was going with this story. Oh no, we we're just talking about doing shows prior to COVID. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's actually a good segue into, so how did you kind of get in cahoots with N43? Like where did that uh, all kind of happen? Well, it's a, okay. So this is like a little secret, but I, uh, so I was playing shows in Chicago a lot okay. because I feel like when I first started up, a lot of the music around here was either like really underground hip hop 
or like punk rock. And I didn't fit any of that. So I was playing shows down in Chicago. And then one day I lifted up my head up here and I was like, well, dang, you know, cause I, I played, I played chocolate fest in Burlington and clear pioneer was also on that, on that bill. So, um, so I got in contact with them and I was like, okay, hold up. There's like a lot of other music types going on, going on around here now. And, uh, I, um, I thought to myself, okay, let me book a show. Let me rent out a venue. Let me book a show with, you know, some cool names in Milwaukee, draw some important people in and make myself the headliner just because I booked it just because I booked the show. So that's what I did at X-Ray Arcade. And that's the show that I played with Armand, Mario, Lanza, Fear Joy. You know what I mean? All those guys. And um, then Nick Heath was in, was in the crowd for that. Oh, and yeah. then I booked a show with Yam House and New Vices at the Cooperage and Nick Heath, says to you know says to tom okay we gotta you know we gotta go see this guy because i saw him play at x-ray and you're gonna want to see this and so then they caught me at cooperage and then you know just followed up from there and then we got into cahoots with you know songwriting and stuff like that and eventually they uh they just decided to bring me out as an artist as well so my little devious plan of just making myself seem more important than I was or somebody who came out of the woodworks and wasn't doing anything actually worked perfectly. So yeah. you got to yeah. do, man. you got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. I was, I was taking drum lessons from this, uh, this older man, Todd green at the time, he's an incredible drummer. And he was telling me stories about how in the past, larger artists have actually done that in order to get their start back in the day, you know, when you could just do that. Um, and I was like, well, okay, let's give it a go. And so, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I feel like I've done that a little bit at times too. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, but it's also like, that's what happens that that kind of happens organically, you know, when you do think big picture, you know, when you do think like, what do I want from myself long-term, you know, got to have a grand, uh, still saying humble, you know, you got to stay humble, but but you know, having a grand like picture, you know? No, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. You take it day by day, but keeping that five-year plan, 10-year plan in mind and uh, then, then break it down those little, those little actual, actual like applicable steps, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and how you can get there. But yeah, I mean, I had been playing shows for a long time. I had a long history in live performance. I knew that my, my live show was, was good and that it was ready and that it, it, it brought my best foot forward, not to be cocky or whatever, but I thought that that's where I shined. And so I figured if there's one place to get people in a room and show them what I can do, maybe it's that. So yeah. I, I, uh, I just kind of played the system a little bit as I feel like everybody's got to do sometimes and it worked out. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Awesome. Good. Um, so I'm going to pull up uh, Spotify here. So we're going to talk about your songs that you've dropped uh, in the last year. Sweet, let's do it. Yeah, so um, you started with Grow Up, and then what you did both uh, an acoustic version and the regular version. Um, so yeah, tell me about uh, this song. Yeah, so Grow Up was, I, it was at a very weird point in my life. And, uh, you know, I just felt like, I feel like, well, how old are you? 25. Okay, 25. Yeah. So I'm 23. We're right around the same age. I feel like at this point in our life, our parents were already like adults. You know what I mean? They already had everything figured out or maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. That's just what, you know, we presume. And we see all these other people at the same point in our lives that have it a lot more put together. My yeah. sister, 
my sister's way ahead of the game. She's 27 and she is doing incredible. So, you know, I see that. I hear about my parents were married at, you know, age 21. Here I am, 23. I you know what I mean? It's I'm writing songs about girls that break my heart. So, you know, uh, it's all that. And so the, the, the conversation about grow up just kind of started with, you know, is, is it me in general? Is it my mental state that's not following that? Um, and I felt like that was a concept that everybody could just really relate to, you know, and then, and then you start to realize that maybe you are a little bit more like these people that you're comparing yourself to than you think. And, uh, and so I threw the funny line in there, you know, um, um, I'm pretty sure I'm turning into my parents because at the store, I only shop in the clearance. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably like one of my favorite lines I've ever written. Cause it's like some real shit, you know, uh, my, oh, yeah. yeah, I just, I, that's just where I go. And that's like where my mom always went and where my dad goes and, yeah. and you start to realize, okay, well maybe, maybe we're not so different, even though that's like a funny line, it just stands for everything else that maybe is similar, you know, the universal cycles. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I relate to that. But definitely uh, in the last year, you know, a combination of COVID, COVID definitely exasperated a lot of it, but really getting hit with, you know, adult responsibility, uh, specifically fiscally, it, yeah. it hits hard. Yeah. Tell me about the taste in your mouth. The taste in your mouth. So this is my first official release, like through N43 um, with them. I grow up, I was working with like Nick and Tom, um, and Steve and Pitzel actually helped a little production on that. Um, everything else is like just, you know, production by me, but, um, Tim makes grow up. So that was like the first song where I, I got a little help, you know what I mean? From the M43 team and, uh, the taste in your mouth was my first release that I put out with them. And that song is, was written kind of in the same headspace. You know, I had just moved in, uh, to an apartment on, you know, on like, the, the west side of Milwaukee and I was proud of myself you know what I mean I was 21 and I was living on my you know I was living on my own away from my parents away from my family and so it was a bittersweet feeling because I was like okay that's cool I'm excited but then you know 18 year old me would have thought I was at some house in the hills when I was 21 you know just because your your mind you know it goes it goes to the best places and so it was a bittersweet feeling and I began writing the song about myself and you know just the different feelings that I feel going throughout my day being in this weird middle place and then I eventually changed it to second person you know saying you because I felt like uh, again it was a good conversation that a lot of people could relate to and I feel like a lot of a lot of my best songs or at least the ones that mean the most to me start off as me just kind of shooting the shit with myself and uh, then I realized, okay, maybe this is something people actually enjoy rather than taking yeah. just a regular pop approach right off the bat and saying, okay, this is a general concept to write about, you know, yeah. so poking yeah. fun at the weird uh, transitionary periods of where am I still a kid? Where am I an adult? And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you definitely don't feel it right away. It's a very gradual thing. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Doormat. Doormat. Yeah, so Doormat, I had never put out, I had written love songs before, you know, for other people and stuff like that at this point, but I never used one for myself. So I wrote this one and 
and uh, originally Grow Up was going to be on this EP, but I wanted to keep kind of just Grow Up as like an independent release. And this is the one that replaced that. Uh, I actually, I was, I was like, I was going through a lot of stuff and I was worried because I had to fill the, the slot for Grow Up on the EP. And I, I went downstairs and I just, I was, I don't know, man. I was, I, it's funny because like I start talking about it and uh, I start thinking about the girl that it's about and everything like that. And I went downstairs and I just started writing and this one came flying right out the gate. You know, I went downstairs and maybe two sessions just, uh, just writing in my sister's basement who I was living with at the time. And uh, yeah, I just kind of came flying out. So I feel like that song is kind of self-explanatory in a tough situation with me and a girl. And there's a third party who may be getting a little bit more of the attention from the girl. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I write about, I write about stuff that's real, you know? And uh, if it's not gonna, if it's not gonna make me feel some sort of way, then how can I expect it to make somebody else feel some sort of way? You know? So write about, write about the stuff that hurts you. Write about the stuff that makes you angry. And maybe yeah. you'll, you'll hit a nerve with somebody else. Dude. Yeah. That's the worst feeling ever where, you know, you, you, you ponder of like, is there, is there someone else, you know, like what you wonder, like all the things you're not being told, you know, and mm -hmm. sucks, dude. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Well, the one thing people don't realize about that song is that in that song, I'm the other guy. So, sure. so that's, and that's like, maybe that's bad. Maybe that's, you know, and, and that, that kind that the song kind of couples with the lighthearted, I could treat her better, you know, ICTHB. So those two songs are about the same girl. Um, okay. Kind of sure. two, kind of two different approaches on that same situation. One of them's lighthearted and funny. And the other one is like, oh man, this actually sucks. And this hurts. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue. Um, I see is it i see htb yeah i see i see thb so I, see THB. I could treat her better yeah it's like it's an acronym a lot of people thought that it was i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on this i feel like i probably already have okay it, a lot of people thought that it was bitch like rearranged with letters um and i and i was like oh shoot like i didn't even realize that but it's not it's just an acronym yeah um, for, for yeah. that song i just figured that i could treat her better was a little cliche of a title so i just like i just went and made it an acronym i don't know yeah yeah and i've been there too um where you you also wonder it's like you you see someone you you would totally see yourself hitting it off with having a a sustainable healthy relationship with but they're with some other like especially when when they're not being treated like you know you did like they deserve like yeah that's a complicated it's complicated and sometimes Sometimes you got to be patient, you know, you can't be malicious. You just have to be patient, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it's like a, it's a tricky game to play because then you start thinking about karma and all that. And, you know, uh, it, am I the bad guy, you know? And, and you start thinking about that. Cause I would, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a tricky game to play and it's definitely a touchy subject to write about because you don't want to come off as a, uh, an unlikable character. Right. But it's it's real. I feel like it's real. And if anybody wants to dispute that, that's fine. But you know, it's a, it's a it's a real thing that people feel, and maybe they don't want to talk about it because it's taboo. But it's a true feeling that a lot of people go through and a lot of people experience. Yeah, it's like an internal flex, you know. Mm -hmm. 
like you said, it's not something that, you know, it's frowned upon to like really like, uh, you know, verbalize, but, but yeah, it is something I feel like just an instinct many of us do have where it's like, you know, you know, you're, cause you're looking out for yourself, but sort of that altruistic instinct is like, but I also am looking out for that other person. And I think that what I got is something that they need. So, yeah, it comes from a place of wholehearted good intention, but as many things are in life that we find out, it's just a huge gray area. Yeah. And, and that those are the best things to write about, I guess. And that's, that leads us to three in dog years, your EP that dropped in uh, December. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a compilation of what, so, you know, I write a whole lot of music and a lot of it never sees the light of day. Um, but I, I show it to some people and, and that song running on there, that's like three years old when I dropped it. Um, I think I started working on that back when I was like living in Chicago for a very short period of time when I was like 19. But, uh, apparently that one just stuck with people whenever I showed it to them. So I finished it up and I put it on the EP and that song is just about, um, you know, just trying and trying and trying and making it feel like you're, you know, you, like you feel like it's getting nowhere, yeah. but uh, ultimately it is. And you have to look at how far you've come. And yeah. so then that kind of leads in to the concept of three and dog ears. And that's, you know, a play on words because in running, I say, you know, um, I've been running here for the last three years, but three and dog ears is, roughly 21 which is how old I was at the time that I put it out and that's what a lot of these songs were about were that time period in my life and so then it goes from there to doormat to the taste in your mouth ICTHB and then finally with taxes and taxes is definitely one of uh, my favorite songs I've ever put out just because of content matter it's a very family and friends oriented song and I talk about my family and friends and other music but I'd never really truly written a song about that and so it holds like a very special place place in my heart yeah oh yeah we really enjoyed that ep so good shit dude well sweet thank you very much i appreciate that you bet um and then the most recent uh which is i hope that you're right um so i I just watched um we're actually going to be publishing this on the site this week those looked like some uh like a a fun little cookout you had of yeah got me craving some burgers man (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those were, I'll tell you, those were not good burgers. I ate them. I ate them after the shoot. Those were not good. I, I just bought the cheapest ones I could find at the store. They were dollar store burgers. I didn't even know they sold burgers at the store. And oh, so damn. they look tasty, but like, I'll tell you, uh uh-uh. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> for sure. Well, uh, let's hear about this joint. Yeah. So this, this song. I'll tell you, it's interesting um, because I never used to write songs about girls. And now I feel like every time that I put some pen to paper or something like that, it's a concept. It doesn't have to be just about a girl, but it's definitely a concept that stems from it, even if it's like a deep place. And so this song kind of touches on the reality of pursuing a career in whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean? Music, arts, entertainment, anything like that. And then the reality of wanting normalcy, you know? And so uh, I've definitely been in relationships where, uh, you know, I you want a girlfriend that believes in you or you want friends that believe in you. It doesn't have to be a girlfriend, but they're with you because they think that you're going to have an extraordinary life. But you're with them 
because you want to find normalcy, you know, and, and you don't want to have to feel all this, all this pressure that maybe you put on yourself or other people put on you to try and be this incredible, cool, special guy. And it's kind of like a back and forth because they don't realize that that's why you're in it. And you don't realize that, that that's why they're in it. Or maybe that's part of the reason, not just why they are in general. But uh, yeah, so it's just kind of the back and forth of wanting, you know, a family or just somebody to love and a healthy relationship. And then also this pursuit of wanting something that doesn't always allow that space for it. Um, Especially in the sense of like when you're actually coming up doing it, because, you know, I why don't I buy a house? Why do I, why do I rent this house? You know, because I don't know if I'm going to be living here in the next two months. You know, I I might move to Nashville. I might move to, you know what I mean? LA. I I don't know. I want to keep those options open, but that, that doesn't leave very many options open for relationships and it, it sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It really weeds out, um, you know, uh, anyone who isn't in that very like you know specific like margin of like what they want long term and 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 you learn that with every relationship you know the disconnect with motives um Mm -hmm. i've definitely confronted that with every single relationship i've been in and now it's like sometimes it's like you know i wonder i don't know precisely what i want long term but i know it's not that or it's not that yeah and uh, yeah and yeah it's but like like similar to yourself i also dream of an extraordinary life you know i don't really care so much about fame or anything it's more about no. the impact you know yeah. it's about the impact yeah the experience and the wealth of the wealth of knowledge you know but um but at the same time, like I'm also, you know, I'm very introverted. You know, I like my quiet time. I like to kick back. You know, you don't, you, you need that escape from just that fast paced lifestyle, especially what social media does to us, you know? So yeah. it's hard when, you know, you have somebody who like doesn't, isn't really on the same page of like just how, what really goes into your creativity and, and the pressure that comes with that. Yeah, no. And it, yeah. And it's tough because I don't, I want, you know, you want somebody who's going to understand that and who's going to support it, but then it all, it's also aggravating when you have somebody who like does the same thing you do. Cause yeah. you don't want, you don't want that either because that's just like, that's just, that's right. just too much. And maybe that's just my opinion, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that's the whole aspect of things. And then another, um, part of the song just kind of talks about you know this this girl wants me to be extraordinary and so that's where the song title i hope that you're right comes in because ultimately if if this isn't going to work out between you and i and and if i if i can one day have this life and you say that i can then ultimately i hope that you're right i hate to be wrong but i hope that you're right you know yeah right there's no certain there's not a certainty it's not like a it's not concrete you know, and it's, that's why, yeah, like, let's just hope. Like, mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's the danger of love, my friend. You know yep. that. <laughs> um, yeah, so all this said, uh, now that we're up to the present, uh, what's to come? What are you up to now? Yeah, so um, this 
this next EP is kind of all, uh, it's all interconnected with different characters for each song. So this first one was the lover. I kind of have like a, uh, like a jail cell lineup that I'm, that I'm, uh, revealing to everybody as the songs go out so i kind of told some information about this first character the lover and this next one i'll be announcing what is today the 24th i'll be announcing the next one very soon um the next song is called rated r and it's coming out may 14th oh cool. so i haven't i haven't announced that yet but there it is and um this won't be out by then anyway, but <laughs> oh no, that's fine. Um, yeah, so this this next song is is Radar, and it's May fourteenth, and this next character is the homebody, and so we were kind of talking about the concept of, you know, being a homebody, but then also being this sort of, uh, why can't I think of the word? This personality, you know, that yeah. has to go out there and do things, and so that kind of touches on that. And uh, that's what's next. And then after that's the next one. And after that's the next one. And you got the EP. So uh, it, it should be pretty fun. Oh, love to see you, man. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what you got in store. Uh, we'll be happy to support you. I think you write great songs. And, Thank you uh, very much. Welcome. You know, you got a very eclectic pop sound and uh, also hitting, uh, hitting hard with a lot of those um, emotional, like, relatable taboos as we were saying um thank you yeah so it's it man uh glad you could come on the show today talk yeah to thank you. you thank you so much for inviting me on here it was, it was good to just talk about yeah. whatever and i appreciate you showing an interest in what i'm doing of course dude um yeah and on our way out i ask everyone the same two things first is kevin what keeps you up at night oh what keeps me up at night um man being alone the fear of of being alone whether that's no friends no family no significant other just uh the fear of being alone i know that sounds whatever maybe i'm a little maybe i'm a little coward for that but you know you always want yeah. night every day dude yeah I, I've, i'm terrified of that yeah being alone or dying alone staying oh alone. yeah that too what puts you to sleep on a, on a lighter note yeah what puts me to sleep i guess uh kind of bringing it full circle back to the beginning of the episode you know if you're uh, it'll all be okay in the end if it's not it's not the end so yeah. day twos day twos i'm gonna wait i'm gonna i'm gonna wake up tomorrow and we're gonna try something you know yes. what i mean so don't don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take, don't take everything that happens all too seriously. Oh yeah. Right on. Yeah. It's this too shall pass as they say, you know? Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Dude, thanks again. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. I hope you have a good day. All right. Yeah. Let's do this again sometime. Likewise. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely follow up in the future and uh, for everyone watching, I'll be tagging day two. So you can uh, stream his music, uh, go stream, uh, I hope you're right. Um, yeah, and uh, stay tuned to what he's got in store. Thanks for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.